Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I thought I would do another contest. I haven't done very many contests, but why not? Let's do another contest. Did you know that uh, St. Vincent is playing the London Music Hall in London, Ontario on June 19th? It's true. Openers are digits. You and a friend or whatever, a pair of people, could be you, I don't know, you can go see St. Vincent at the London Music Hall on June 19th. You should go do it. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the show. It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, you can win tickets. All you got to do is email me, creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K. I feel like I say this so much. Creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. If you and a friend would like to win tickets to see St. Vincent, it's going to be a great show. I know it. I'm excited to see it. And uh, what should you do? I should give you something to do, shouldn't I? Just tell me uh, something that you like and hate about the show. Why do I want the hate? What is wrong with me? Why would I want you to tell me something you hate? Let's just go with something you like or a memorable episode. Just tell me something about the show. Elaborate a little bit. I'll I'll try to pick the best entry. Creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. Tell me what you like about the show or something fun about it. And the best entry wins. Tickets to see St. Vincent in London, Ontario, June 19th. It's that simple. It doesn't sound that simple now that I'm done saying it. Creative Control with Beach Comic. Hello. How are you? On the show today, Born Ruffians, Luke Lalonde, and Mitch DeRossier. DeRossier. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know how French he wants it, but I like saying DeRossier. Yes, Mitch and Luke, uh, founding members of a great band from Toronto called Born Ruffians. I like them very much. They make very smart, witty indie rock. There's a little bit of angst to it. It's funny. They're funny. I like these guys. We've spoken before. And uh, we met at Ronnie's Local in Kensington Market in Toronto. And we had a good chat about uh, their entire existence and their latest album, Birthmarks. You're going to hear kind of an outtake, a B-side, kind of a rarity. 
by the band uh, before the end of the show. They're playing the Hillside Festival in Guelph, July uh, 25th to 27th, so you can see them there, among other places. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, Born Ruffians. Good band, good people, good interview. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. Its gourmet pans are rotty, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza. The pizza, personally... I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O. G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A That's Pizza Trocadero A place of the good trade The ocean's deep She knew that much before She had just gone to leave And never come back to you So watch you sleep No, she never satisfied going to happen when they play. I feel like, how long has it been I'm, since we've seen them? I'm going to cry, them? I'm going to piss. I'm no, gonna, no one's going to piss. Jizz. Some might jizz. I'm going to evacuate my body <laughs> of its fluids. I just, always, I just already have those memories coming back of seeing them play at wherever, like Lee's or something. And We saw them at... Well, I thought you were talking about the NBA playoffs. You were just like, I can't, what's going to happen when they play? I was like, yeah, Heat Spurs again. I, it's kind of old news. It happened last year. What's your problem? But you're like, no, you're talking about the Constantines? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Is LeBron going to deliver on those championships that he promised to the city of Miami? I don't know. Will the Constantines deliver the sweet show we know they can? Yes. <laughs> LeBron Webb? That doesn't quite work. LeBry Webb? LeBry Webb. LeBry Webb. He's from Montreal. <laughs> LeBry Webb. Uh, nice to see you guys again. When's the last time uh, we saw each other? Luke, Mitch? Um, that was in Alora, Ontario. It was. At uh, I, River, w- Fest. River Fest. I was going to say River and Sky. That's a different thing. River Fest. And we went out and we had a, a nice dinner. And you had a Shirley Temple, if memory serves. That's right. You had a Shirley Temple in that uh, Riverside sort of uh, pub. Yeah, it was like an Irish pub. And, or Scottish. Uh, I can't, I'm sorry. Is that racist? I don't know. I can't remember what which one it was. Uh, a little racist. A little bit. A wee bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> Just up the racist ante there. That was amazing. That's right. We were all in Alora. And uh, who was Ashley McIsaac? And you That's guys right. shared a trailer. That's right. It seemed a little odd. But he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he was, he was very nice. We, we didn't speak real, too much. But. 
I yeah, I had a few conversations with him. I think solo conversations. Real salt of the earth, nice fella. Real scum and, uh, of the earth guy. I always mix up those phrases. Scum, scum of, of the, the earth, earth and salt of the earth. Of the earth. Yeah, not the best Farmers. phrases. Scum of the earth. No, 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 no. Don't say that. Oh, shit. Sorry. That's okay. So, yeah, so that was the last time. That was fun. You guys played uh, a good set, and I, I, what did I, why was I, was I MC? I was MCing or something. Nobody really knew why you were there. Everyone was kind of um, like, does he have a pass? You kept wandering on stage and, like, just kind of gr- violently grabbing at a microphone and then yeah. yelling into it. And everybody a- was kind of like, oh, Vish, he's, uh, he did, he's doing it again. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we had to kind of pretend, go along, like, oh, I th- yeah, oh, sure, man, yeah, you're, uh, you're, ho- oh, yeah, you're hosting or whatever. It but, was a uh, bit of a foggy night for me, but uh, yeah. was what? I'm sorry. I guess I should. You're apologize. on bath salts all night. You know, they, they actually <laughs> invited me back. I got to go back and host that thing again. Oh, nice. oh really? Wow. Awesome. Wonderful. So you finagled your way into that one. You know that they have you seen the? I know you guys probably don't care about anything that you're not playing. That's yeah. just the kind of guys born ruffians are. Uh, we pretend in interviews that we do though. So right. Did you just, did you happen to glance at who's playing that festival this year? <laughs> not even in a joke. No, I, I don't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I haven't uh, looked at one? it yet. Okay, so let me just and this is no disparagement upon you guys and the year last year. But last year was you guys were kind of the headliners and Ashley McIsaac and and Rich and Rich O'Coin. Those are kind of the top, and Kevin Bright was there, and it was all fun. This year, the headliners are Blue Rodeo, Charles Bradley, Serena Ryder, Arkells, Dan Mangan, Elliot Brood, basically like everyone from that CBC people would like, and right. then Charles Bradley. So we set up the <laughs> festival for the next year. They were like, well, we need someone to really lead in the festival for the next year to get Serena Ryder. To get- I think it was just they, got, they clearly got some money. I guess so. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they all saw like Serena Ryder was like, "Who played it last year again?" They're like, "Born Ruffians," and she was like, "That's Count what me I mean." In. That's yeah. like, oh, you had me at born. I mean, like I've been thinking about the comedians of comedy. You've seen the comedians of comedy. I have. At Oswald, we were setting it up for the next guy. That's that's what I. That's what exactly. I think. You guys have a. It, it kind of raises an interesting point. You guys have been a band for how long now? Mm, almost two, two, three years, ten years, twelve years, twelve, <laughs> almost twelve years. Right, 12 years. Do you have any particular hang-ups about your station, your your status in this country as a rock band? Specifically in Canada? Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> to get real. Well, sure. We're, I think we're. it's funny because just saying that, we've been a band for 12 years. Some of those years were spent in Midland when we were still growing up and still going to high school. But our touring life as a band has been around eight or nine of those years, I guess. And no hang-ups. No, no, I mean, maybe that's the wrong word. No ill will. Just I feel like it's taking us a little bit longer to get to where we want to be than we would want it to. We kind of got recognition outside of Canada, before Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big, that's part of the storyline. I remember reading that in, like, Exclaim, when Exclaim Magazine used to be able to do these, like, research stories. I think it was Cam Lindsay or somebody wrote a story about how you guys, like, signed, your first label was uh, British, right? Uh, yep, XL Records and Warp Records. Yeah, was our first record deal, which is crazy. And um, yeah, we were always branded and 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 sort of digested as not digested as, but I think a lot of somebody people ate you guys. Thought like someone we just ate you guys and Sorry. digested you, That's right? Okay, I understand. Right. Yep. I understand what you're saying. Um, 
Vish doesn't understand metaphor, so I need to run him through metaphor. Let me just one sec. Metaphor? One sec. <laughs> metaphor? I know, it's like an Adam Sandler bit. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so, the... Uh, Can you do Shaggy now? Do Shaggy. <laughs> that was a horse. Shaggy rapper? Okay. <laughs> that was the best moment ever on this podcast. Um, anytime. I could come in and do these sound bites if you need. Mm-hmm. Next time you have whoever on, I can come sure. in and do a little shaggy. I could do like that, you know, like man in a box type thing, shaggy, whatever. Sure. But just getting, I mean, I just wanted to make a point. I don't want to uh, sort of infer that we are in bitter, like that we're bitter about. Oh, you know, we don't get the props and respect we deserve in Canada. We were always, I think, people thought we were from England or America. Um, maybe because of the way we sounded. Maybe because of the press we had off the bat. Um, but we've built Canada's one of the best places that we play shows, and um, we've just, in spite of the maybe there's an industry neglect there. I mean, just from what we've heard from other people of like. Not a neglect, but I don't know if we're necessarily um, known in the industry, and I'm using air quotes right now for the listeners out there in the industry. Um, but in spite of that, we have a, a, a really amazing and uh, enthusiastic, passionate fan base in Canada yeah. that we are really thankful for and that we really love. And um, I live in Guelph. Yeah. Every time you've played in Guelph, lineups out the door. People can't get into your shows. So I don't, I personally, my personal, and I've seen you other places too, other cities, other provinces, I think. And I don't, I don't see that. I don't see a kind of like obliviousness to your band. I see an appreciation for it. Yes. I only raise it because we were joking about how like, oh, that festival like kicked it up a notch <laughs> now that, you know, you guys set it up. But like at the same time, it does seem to be part of the narrative. And obviously, based on what you just said, it's something you have thought of. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we can't deny that right now, yeah, things are going uh, the best they've ever gone for us in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more the, we would never expect something right off the top for that to happen to us. But now to finally feel like we're there, you know, like it was so funny. We always joke like we were just at the Junos being nominated for Breakthrough Group of the Year. Mm-hmm. Twelve years in, yeah, we were like, Whew. oh, we're breaking through. Here we go, and it's almost kind of true. That yep. is what we kind of did to break through. Like got that kind of nod from uh, Stephen Harper or whoever. I don't know who does it. Yeah, he's the primary judge <laughs> in the alternative <laughs> album category. Stephen Harper. I think it's him. Yeah. <laughs> It does raise a an inter- you raise another interesting point in that you have been around so long. It can be hard to win over a new audience when, or seemingly so, after having existed for so long. Have you found that? It sounds like you found the opposite. Whereas, know-it-all musician types like maybe myself would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah Born Ruffians. I listened to them six years ago. New album. Ah. <laughs> but like, you go to the Junos or you play a big festival you've never played before brand new experience right away you're like a brand new band yeah and everyone's like who are the if that's the why grammys the arcade fire can be win and everybody go like who is that yeah like exactly. obviously no one in the world knows who we are com- comparatively well it that's what gives you the the perspective and the realization that there is always uncharted new territory to, territory <laughs> territory territory yeah. yeah there's always new territory to, to wow i can't say it Try you know saying, what I'm trying uh, to say. Try saying metaphor. Say that. Metaphor. You, you got you got some issues Metaphor. There. 
territory is the word to break into though as a band and there's just always that in. a whole new uh, spectrum there's a whole new audience out there that have never heard of us that are like oh I guess they have three records but this is the first one I've heard and this is the one that I like and therefore this is all I know and yeah that's almost always the goal it's not like we're we're never like mad that people don't know our earlier stuff you know when we get a nod for best breakthrough group of the year we're like cool that's great like it's nice to be perceived that way by somebody like um, and it also just reflects how confused the landscape of music is now without the guiding light of a Rolling Stone magazine that dictates the zeitgeist and you know like there's it's getting so fractured and like you know Pitchfork kind of decides what's cool but what's cool and what's new and what's trendy and what's uh, interesting all that is becoming so confused and like so hard to decide that a band like us can be like oh we're breakthrough group I guess I don't know well the you know other, what I mean the, I guess that's a bigger discussion to get into but it's fine that's why we're here that's why we're here at Ronnie's Ronnie's local 069 here in uh, Kensington Market did you guys frequent this place wait huh what yeah yeah I am too drunk to answer that what I said, do you come to Ronnie's often, mister? Do you come here often is what I'm asking you all of a sudden, which is weird? Yeah, I come here as often as that guy with the baby does. <laughs> There's a guy here with a baby in the middle yeah. of the afternoon. He's just like... He's by himself, just drinking with like one of those... What are they called? The like... Uh, Teats? <laughs> like, what is it? The front backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's like a... Yeah, it's like a child carrier backpack thing. Yeah, and he was chugging a beer in front of his baby's head. You know what? You know what? You know what you sound like. You know what you sound like right now. You sound like a guy that doesn't know what it's like to have a kid. I've, yeah, I've, I am that guy. I would be that guy. Do you know that I'm now expecting a second child in my life? Oh. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thanks. And you know, if I drank, where I'd be bringing that first kid right now, Ronnie's. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's it's crazy that the days are nuts. I was not judging that man. One way or another. You were judging how his baby didn't fist bump him after he chugged that Mostly beer. Mostly that. I that think. baby is not yet a bro. There was no, like, <laughs> good one, Dad. So you guys grew up together in Midland? We did. We are cousins. We are second cousins. Yeah. Oh, this might have come up with a lot. one of the other times I interviewed you. Yeah, I think I No, I didn't know that. It didn't come to mind. Second cousins, that's great. Keeping it in the family. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so did you grow up? Uh, what's the age difference? Same age, Two both months. born in 1986. 1986, you're so young. You are Thanks. so young. I wear a T-shirt, a Beatles T-shirt that was that I got in 1986. <laughs> it was probably made in 1984. I have a T-shirt <laughs> older than you guys. A Beatles T-shirt made in 1984. What what's on that T-shirt? Is it it's like, like a, a weird? I got made fun of it. It's like I can't even. It's it's a photo from the uh, uh, Hey Jude era. Their wind, there, there's wind blowing their hair back. Paul's making a kind of a cutesy thing. It's like a profile shot. Okay. And then it says, like, it has, like, dictionary definitions all over it of, like, popular music and, like, outtakes from Let It Be on the back. It's weird. Okay. I can bring it. I can show it to you the next next time we're all together. <laughs> Our ancestor in a T-shirt. I, I wear it all the time. Anyway, my point is, okay, 1986. My God, I'm so yeah. old. <sighs> Let me just overcome this. Actually, it's not that. We've got a nine-year difference. Nine years. That's not so bad. Nothing. 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 Yeah. So you met uh, you, your family, obviously. You didn't. When, how did you first uh, meet? Because that's a thing that families never talk about. When did I first meet my cousin? When did I first meet my sister or brother? Do you remember how you first met? As babies. Literally, like, there's pictures of us in cribs beside each other. Bathtubs, cribs. Yeah. Like, we were 
our fa- yeah, our families were close. Our, our our family is close, and has been for a long time. So we yeah. literally grew up together. It's probably a good experience for touring together. Yeah, yeah. I would I would actually say so because yeah. like we don't have that like brotherly yell at each other because you literally grew up in the same house together type thing. You have that. It's a it's something more fond. But at I the same say. time, there is that sort of. I feel like we could get pissed off at each Fuck other. Fuck you. And um, can I swear on? See, I'm over it already. <laughs> but that we can get, you know, you get that with your family, you can get mad at them, and you just know there's like you're gonna be cool. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with a friend, it's like I don't know if he's gonna. I got kind of pissed off at him that one time, or like you know, you don't know what's going on. But with family, there's something. You can be more open with your your anger almost yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know if we are, but I don't know if that's I just don't get mad don't at you I really. Think, well, yeah, I think we I think we just like think, get along pretty well yeah, too. Yeah. And I think that's part <laughs> of it. That weird close distance of that you grew up together but you grew up in different houses, not like brothers like but you spent a lot of time at my house too. Yeah. And we were kind of like brothers in that way. Like yeah, there was yeah. so many dinners at my place and so many like yeah, and I spent a lot of time at like McBee's. Yeah, my parents had a restaurant. Should give some context there, in, I guess. In, What's in McBee's? Midland. You're wondering. McBee's. Yeah, there, for 20 years they had a restaurant in Midland that we yeah, I was we, also kind of raised in. Yeah, Mitch, sounds, Mitch's parents had a. Okay, they had restaurant. A, it sounds like the name reminds me of that uh, restaurant in Coming to America. Do you know that like in Coming to America, there's a fake McDonald's. It's yeah. called like McDowell's. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's all the same. I, it. I just recently watched that movie for the first time. No, no, no. For a, 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 like a, a second or third viewing, I don't know. I just, think, I just think opening a restaurant with Mick in front of it after McDonald's seems maybe a little. And people call it Mick D's, like Mickey D's. Right. You were Mickey B's. I know. It's a bold move, and they, it paid off, kind of. <laughs> Did anyone come in being like, "Hey, I ordered a Big Mac. What is this? What is this?" <laughs> uh, no. Well, they, they came in already ordering a Big Mac. Though? <laughs> What's the continuity <laughs> no, of this they story? Came in, they came in. I ordered a Big Mac six weeks ago, and then I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out this isn't even the right place. It's and, late. I mean, first of all, it's late. Second of all, I think there's some kind of legal thing going on here. Yeah, sorry. That's a very convoluted example of a story. No, I'm sorry. This has never happened. No one's ever come in the door ordered already. Hey, 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 I ordered, uh, wait, wait, sir, you just got here. First of all, you didn't order anything. Maybe there's a drive, did you guys have a drive through window at McBee's? No, it was on the second floor, so it would have to be some kind of, like, fly-by window. It was upstairs. You didn't know that, though. No, I didn't, I really didn't. All right, so, did one of you sort of take the lead and influence in the other's sort of musical taste? I think I kind of influenced you or slash forced you to play bass. Oh yeah, that literally. Happened. I had this like thought. I, I swear, I was beamed from a, a future self backwards, and because I, I don't know what drove me to do it, but you were gonna play trombone in music class. I think I was even and, gonna say uh, trumpet. I was like, you I were, play and the you trumpet. already had actually, and I was like, no, play bass. If you play bass, you can learn bass, and yeah. then I play guitar, and we can play together. And I don't ever remember thinking we're gonna start a band, we're gonna do this, but it was just like. To me, it was just like, yeah, do it. Yeah. And then what happened was I played trombone in music class, though. But I've been playing guitar since I was 11. But I sat beside Steve Hamlin in music class. He played trombone, too. And I think I told him, oh, me and LJ, this other kid, and Mitch are getting together after school sometimes to play cover songs. St- and, and Steve, that's when he started thinking, I'm going to buy a drum kit so I can play drums with these guys. 
and then he did, and then it was just now we're a band all of a sudden, and yeah. that's where the band started. What were your like? Uh, what inspired you to play any of the instruments you played? Were there other were there bands you liked and you wanted to kind of emulate, or what? Uh, what inspired me to start playing guitar was like family stuff, actually. Like my dad, uh, oh, my fly is undone. Should I mic this zip up? Uh, yeah, go. sure, sure, um, sure. Why not? Uh, my dad like was a musician in the '70s, and he played in bands uh, in throughout his 20s. And then he had a family, and uh, you know, tried to make a career out of it. And growing up, me and Mitch at family events on my dad's side and Mitch's dad's side—that's how we're related on our dads with our dads. Uh, music was a big part of family functions. It would always end in a jam with my dad, Mitch's dad, our cousin Paul. My uncle Richard and aunts and uncles playing accordion, guitar, banjo, and playing folk songs, country songs, Rolling Stone songs, the band's songs. And all of those songs as a little kid sitting there cross-legged watching these guys play had, a, I think, a huge I, impact on us as like, absolutely. I want to learn to do that. You and know? I, I thought for so long, because we were so young when we, I, we heard those songs, I thought they were their songs. I thought yeah. our dads and uncles had these songs. I was like, oh yeah, Brown Eyed Girl, like that might... Our dad's, that's our dad's song. Like, no, that's a Van Morrison song. And we just had to I is it? figure that out. I think it is. Sorry to break it to you. Our dads didn't write that song. Oh, my God. He's getting tears on the microphone. Are you okay, Luke? Oh, my. I just, my dad's betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this episode would have some interesting twists and turns, but I didn't think we would to- totally dispirit you. This episode's kind of uh, father-themed if you want to go into the, the prequel to the episode. For just a sec, just as an aside, the prequel to this episode, as me and Mitch were sitting here waiting for, for yeah, we you. talked we talked about this, right? The guy who came in with the oh no no no, even that, even beyond that. Oh, sorry, there's more. What first happened when we got here was Mitch was uh, as he does reading over some stranger's shoulder, reading his text messages, and uh, what Mitch noticed while he was reading the stranger's text messages was that he was just flipping through his text history of his between him and his father. Yeah. I'm telling your story. Oh yeah, he's just kind of like longingly look through, looking through his text history with his dad. Yeah, I didn't look for that long. I just saw him scrolling through text, and the headline was "Dad," and I was just like, "What's going on there?" And he sat in the bar for he might still he might still be here. He might still be there. Uh, so I couldn't figure out that story. So I made a tweet about it. Check it out. Check it out on our Twitter. Yeah, that's kind of that could be bad. That could be sad and bad. bad. A bad sad dad story. Well, you guys had a let's segue out of that into what a great experience you had with your dads and your uncles and stuff like that that's pretty cool that you had mm-hmm. a familial thing going on and uh, at some point I assume you probably did you have moments of rebellion like you sound like you had a cool family but did you ever rebel against the family and rebel against the music and rebel against uh, mm-hmm. what they were trying to put not down not in major ways like I mean that that dad influence was pretty present right up until I started to discover new music on my own, which was set off in around around 2001 when I was 15 or 16. Up until that point, it was mostly my dad's music, which me- me- means 60s, 70s rock, you know, and Rock 95, which was the classic rock radio station in Midland. So Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, uh, good stuff like they listened to, you know. Um, and that's what we would cover too: is Zeppelin, ACDC, <laughs> that, uh, and then maybe some Smashing Pumpkins or something. But it was the Strokes, the White Stripes, the Vines, the Hives, the Constantines, the Unicorns, um, Tangiers—all these bands coming out in the early 2000s that we were like, 
this is our music. This is our rock and roll. Yeah. That's what started our band, really, was covering those songs. And I specifically remember, like, sitting on, like, every every Boxing Day, our family has a curling bond spiel. Because our family is enormous, and there's, like, a hundred people that come to it or whatever. All cousins, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, whatever. But we would, at the end of the night, there would be a family jam where, like, dads and uncles would get up, play guitar, and everybody would listen sing along and we would be sitting like on the floor of like the dance floor of the curling club watching them and like relatives would be like soon that'll be you like soon you'll be jamming i'd be like that'll that'll never happen i'll never be that big or be able to do that and then it literally has happened like we will get up and jam with our dads and do that so that is like a weird like generation hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase thing that came true and you're all you're you're each in your own right uh distinctive players and uh mitch i think we've talked about this before whenever i listen to your playing i think of and this you might be offended i don't know i always think of the minutemen did you ever listen to the minutemen i really did not but i know uh is it true like uh, i remember thinking there that the unicorns have a weird Minutemen thing going on. And I really love the unicorns, so I I can see how that connection could be made. Okay, well, what, was there any, like, I call the Minutemen a punk band. Were you into punk bands? Like, you mentioned some of that early wave of, like, early 2000s rock music. Yeah. Um, all the names you mentioned, I mean, except for maybe Tangier's quite prominent names. Were, were you into sort of underground music before you started this band? Yeah, I I suppose so. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and it's still, that's my favorite thing is to discover a a band that was underground. Uh, I just discovered Young Marble Giants and Cleaners from Venus. And I love that you finding bands from 30 years ago that you're like, I've never heard this, but this is amazing. And I can hear how this influenced these guys. And and yeah, we definitely listen to a lot of stuff that I'm sure is now considered some more underground. but as far as punk stuff, yeah, I mean, my punk taste is more like The Clash, I guess The Sex Pistols. Popular stuff? Like stuff with like sort of mean, like real structure. Yeah. And, and hooks. Yeah. I like the I like the odd band that's just like aggression, noise, and just added, you know, a certain feeling of just aggressive attitude sort of. But I think generally as a band, one, of, one common ground between us is that we all gravitate towards melody, song structure structure and um good corn chord changes good corn <laughs> good corn corn and is amazing good corn backwards is k sweet. corn yeah and uh i hear you 
Uh, the new record, Birth, or the latest record now, how, when did this thing come out, Birthmarks? Uh, a year ago. A year, over a year ago. April just over a year now. So just a year old. So you've had a lot of time to talk about this record to people like me. You've uh, played these songs a trillion times now. When I first heard the record, it felt like a real bold pop move. Have you had to talk about that a lot? Did people bring that up to you? A little bit. That was almost the goal, really, was to have people that were familiar with us hear it and digest it, to go back to that word, to process it in that way for our fans to go, oh, this is their, this is like sort of a pop record, for it to be produced that way and for it to be sort of structured that way. So the songs are really written around choruses and they're written around what's the hook what's the meat of the song how do we like cut the fat we've always been a cut the fat band but it was really more so about like what are the hookiest songs and how can we enhance those and how can we present this record and as like it, and because that's the music with, that we liked at the time you know and totally a production standpoint like we had con- like our, our last two records and our EP before that anything we had put out was very live off the floor and underproduced some people even called it lo-fi and we were like really oh we didn't even really mean to do that and this time we took an approach that was way more meticulously produced something that was more hi-fi and something that kind of like stepped out hi-fi lo-fi a little mid-fi wi-fi did you wi-fi (laughs) it did seem a little wi-fi to me Did, did you can you talk a little bit about what motivated this beyond was it just a natural sort of feeling in the band like or was there a, con- a kind of conscious, like, let's up the game. Let's see what we can do yeah. if we put ourselves on the line like this. Absolutely. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can say that a lot of it had to do with the way that the second record came out. Um, it was sort of... It all felt like, what are we doing? Like, this didn't... It didn't feel very calculated. It felt sort of just... We were stumbling into every step of that record and that it didn't really there wasn't enough thought or time put into it and I think I was very frustrated with that when when the record was done and I heard it um, my I sent an email out to everybody saying this isn't we're not done this we need to redo this whole thing like, this isn't <laughs> we're, we're not putting this out the current like this record say it sorry oh, our, say our, it. This, oh. I'm talking about our second record oh, this sorry. is what influenced the oh birth okay okay um, yeah so say it came out as that though I mean I didn't we didn't obviously re-record it I sent this this email saying we need to do this record again and it was nobody's fault really um, but our own you know we should have spent more time writing it and more time recording it and from this is all a personal taste thing too but basically you, it was like Mitch, no did you agree did you agree with him I when think you I was the most passionate when about you first this. saw this email were you like whoa what is he talking about were you like ah eh, maybe I think I was more scared like what that impl- implies like oh like did we mess up bad enough that that is true like uh because the the, what all the resistance about that was we have no more money to record we have no more time we need to like try and put this out now because it's already been what two years almost three years like we just gotta keep moving Mm -hmm. and it's the pressure of wanting to put something out without feeling too irrelevant by the time that you do but looking back on it now, it's like, well, that represented that time. And as far as artistic merit and that, and, and representing, if you look at a band as just a representation of how time affects your music and what you're putting out, it's perfect. It, it, it totally represents that time. It totally represents, we toured a lot of Red, Yellow, and Blue. We were tired and worn out. 
We wrote that song kind of under some personal stress and uh, interband tensions. Is like it's so it's so archetypal for a second yeah. record in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's it represents that, and that's kind of interesting. It doesn't matter. It didn't no. It didn't have a song that got played on the radio, and it never will. And the more that time goes by, the more I like it. But that's what influenced Birthmarks was saying, okay, we learned from doing those two records this way. Let's do the other way, which is a modern record where you use the technology that you have in 2013, 2014, which is, you know, you don't have to do a record live off the floor and mix it in seven days. Right. You can spend you can spend days on each aspect of that sound. You can do the drums on their own. You can do you can uh, use technology to make your record sound like the time that it's coming out in and that was really the goal was just have a record that sounded relevant and modern and yeah okay well it's good I mean it's good to have perspective on these things because I mean every record that a band makes is really a snapshot in time and a document of that particular era and if you're too plagued by it's weird when you resent a record you almost resent that era it could, you could actually be recalling bad feelings that you might have had at that time too right like that's a yeah. weird thing but it's all in public Right. It's not just looking at a photo album at home, being like, "Oh yeah, that was a weird time." <laughs> Do people even have photo albums anymore? Look how old I am. <laughs> it's like flipping through What's that. A photo old... Is that like the phone book? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Is it's that like, like it's okay. not. If it was like the phone book, it'd be called the phone book. That was weird. No, a photo <laughs> album is not a phone book. That's why they have different names. Um, you have had some weird moments, haven't you? Lost your drummer Steve twice, at least in the history of the band. Yep. Yep. At least twice. Yeah. Three to four times. Well, I've always thought twice. I've only presented this idea to you, but I, you know, those T-shirts that are like Mick and Keith and Charlie or whatever. Like, I think it'd be funny to have a T-shirt that was ours that was like Luke and Mitch and Andy and Steve, but Steve is crossed out, and Ahmed, who is our next drummer, and Ahmed's crossed out. Steve again. Steve's crossed out. And then Adam. And then Adam. What, what's the deal with Steve? He's been crossed out twice. That's three strikes and he's <laughs> dead. We have to kill him. What? No, why, why, does it, why, why does he leave the band on uh, uh, numerous occasions? He's going through a uh, gender... Um, trans, he's uh, transitioning, as the word. Luke, don't make light. Into a male. Oh, fuck. He's wow. going into a full, wow. a full male transition. Whoa. Because he was... Um, no, Steve... We're too drunk. So Steve has gone this. back to school... <laughs> Uh, How I guess long have the you first been thing drinking here. How long have you been drinking here before I came? Early. We were early you asked for this us if interview. We were regulars. We never leave. We never yeah. leave this place. Not a regular. We're here. We leave. <laughs> a little drunk uncle there. We're here. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. What happened with Steve? I didn't mean to interrupt so, you. So, well, the first thing you should know about Steve is, uh, yeah, that he was in on the ground floor with this band, and he's part of the band, and we love him as a friend. He'll always as be a our man. friend. And when Steve left the band this last time, the first time he left the band was maybe more personal, but then he came back. This time it was to do Steve. Steve left to do Steve, which means to go to school and to do his life, which we supported 100%. I mean, like, he's really one of the smartest people that I know. Uh, He's wasting his brain playing drums in this band. He should be back in school on his way to becoming... um, a spy or the prime minister of Canada or whatever, whichever one that he chooses. What's to do. he in school for? Uh, it's going to. He's majoring in spy, with a minor in prime minister of Canada. I think. Okay, that's a pretty. That must be a Ryerson. Uh, it was. It's like a Ryerson Spire-son? slash Humber thing. 
No, he's he's at U of T and he's doing sort of a political. Mitch, do you know what his actual? It's like it's really cool and impressive stuff that I can't actually like. Maybe remember it's now. not even that relevant, but I just am curious. Like I like Steve; he's a good guy, great drummer. Yes. And I thought I kind of think of him as really integral to the band. Exactly, he and he is. And uh, so he hasn't played drums in a year. He's yeah. been back doing Steve. Doing Steve. Doing Steve. The title. Uh, of our and new we're record. gonna have him play on this new record. That's we know that we're gonna have him play on the record. Uh, the whole thing, the band has become this sort of elusive concept to us, where it's me and Mitch, and outside of that, the band, that's it, you know, like, Born Ruffians is me and Mitch now, and Steve is part of that sound, so we want him to play on this new record. Um, right now, we're kind of in, ex- in an experimental sort of phase, where we're going to look at other drummers, and we're going to have the band be more of an open concept, where it's like, the credits for this record, ideally, will be just, like, all over the map, but I think Steve is integral to influencing it has to go through that filter of me mitch and steve the songs do for it to be born ruffians because we kind of realized early on and we're starting to work on this record was that steve we haven't written a record without steve even though he's left the band twice now we still haven't written a record without him because when he left the first time we agreed that he agreed he was like yeah i still will write this record with you like i won't just leave and we did and that's what happened and then for Birthmarks, he was still with us, and then once we started touring it, that's when it started to happen, where he was ready to go. So we kind of came into this going like, how are we going to do this record? We haven't really figured that out yet, and we've kind of come to the realization that like it just doesn't feel totally right without Steve. Is, is it, I don't, I'm sorry, this is totally <laughs> prurient, but is it primarily the road? Is it just not like the road? Uh, I think that was a large part of it. I think he... Mm. It totally was. It, yes. there, there's, there's no denying Sorry, that was that. a hesitant. We mm-hmm. had it. <laughs> we had a joke that the further he was away from his home, the like more his body deteriorated. Yes. And when we told him that joke, he laughed, and we were on tour, and his lips split, and it started bleeding from his. Yeah, lip. he might be like a superhero or yeah. something, and this is like he needs. And his kryptonite is all outside of <laughs> Toronto, so like as soon as he leaves Toronto. <laughs> well, it's, it's good. I mean, it's good that you have uh, a peaceful uh, relationship with him, and it's not, you know, it's all amicable. And that, Absolutely. And that he might, he might come back. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, he will. I mean, I've already asked him to play, so. Yeah. I mean, now it's a case of showing him songs. I mean, it really hinges on, he might sit down and just be like, I don't like these songs, you know? Like, that's a possibility. He yeah. hasn't played with us for a year he might just be like eh I don't have any ideas and we could be like okay <laughs> yeah. but I mean I've asked him and I've said like hey you want to come play drums on some stuff we're keeping it very relaxed the whole thing this next record I really want it to be fun and sort of somewhere between that that uh, live off the floor and that really calculated birthmarks um, studio vibe Sweet where it's spot. like mm, it's like it's a little more instinctual a little more uh, shoot from the hip but it's really locked down in its concept, and it's really locked down in what we're saying and what we're doing, but the music I want to be a little more free, I guess. Free. And that all plays into it. Like, we're going to have different people playing. We're going to have different people doing different things on this record, and I'm ex- very excited for that. You already got that mapped out. How many songs are you into uh, towards the new record? 50. Did you say, just, you say 50? Yeah, 100. Can you show me some of those? 150. I haven't heard... I'm just More trying to impress Vish. <laughs> I, I just assumed you were lying to me. I was the opposite yeah, of I'm impressed. Lying. Do you have any? Do you have like 10? We don't have We don't have any. You just said you were going to show Steve some of the songs. What are you talking about? We haven't written anything. What? 
That's the opposite of what you just said to me about Steve. I mean, I hear songs on the radio that I like, so... That's not the same. You can't hear songs and be like, that's my song. Sometimes I... Yeah, sometimes I hear somebody, like, singing a song, no. and I'm like, no. that's a song. No. No, yeah. Luke. Here's a question for you, because you guys are ridiculous. What's the most absurd situation Born Ruffians have ever been in as, as a band? You've toured the world. Uh, you've made records. You've probably been on TV here and there or something or played weird festivals. When you think about, like, wow, that was... Like, is there a collective, like, that was the strangest thing we've ever done? Can you... Can you... Can I hear from both of you on that? Oh, boy. Probably when we anything? buried Jimmy. We had to bury him. Sorry, can we just... Can we stop this for a sec? <laughs> uh, but really, I mean, we. I think it's we have... evidence. I think it's actually evidence at this point. You had um, to bury Jimmy? I can't. I can't think of. I know. I know that there is a for sure real answer to this. It's not. For, it's not coming to mind right away. One of the first things I thought of was our band. What's up? Hey, Chaz. Chaz finally made it on the podcast. So hey, Chaz. Long time no see, bud. Yeah. This is Chaz. The last Chaz time was, I saw you was like right here. Chaz was alluded to on the Mac DeMarco episode. Yeah, Chaz came up in the Mac DeMarco episode. Oh, yeah. The last time I saw you actually was on stage at the Mac DeMarco show at um, the, with the Hoxton. Oh, okay. I was allowed to stay at that show. And you were throwing chairs off the stage. Oh, the chairs, yeah. And you were throwing Mac De- No, you are throwing, throwing a naked man off the stage. I threw a naked man off the stage. Yes. I remember that. Uh, Jesse uh, Aki. Yeah. You actually named the naked man. That's amazing. Uh, I think that I'll tell you, I don't know when this is going to go on the air, but I'm going to do a secret make a videotape show during North by Northeast, speaking of Mac DeMarco. Really? You are? Yeah, secret one. No, he's not. That's what the secret is. Well, because I played in that band. Secret's out. Secret's out, yeah. I think nice. I'm going to do either on the Saturday or the Sunday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, that's good news, man. It's breaking news on this show all the time. Thank you. I mean, there'll be more development. Things. You'll see. On, you'll see on my Facebook. You will. So once it's on there, I have you, can you on tell Facebook. Them. You have me on Facebook, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, we are Facebook friends. Yeah. I'm gonna go poke you right now for my cellular yeah, device. Yeah, poke. me in real life, and then poke me. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Thanks, Chaz. Another Chaz exclusive. I always get the exclusives from Chaz. Thanks, buddy. Um. <coughs> so we were talking about moments, Chaz. I yeah. Think. That Chaz made it onto the. I did a thing where I was talking to Mac. Mac brought up Chaz, and I was like, oh, no. That was my reaction? And he went, no, Chaz is a good guy. I'm like, I guess. And then I posted the episode, and he heard it. And he's like, on Facebook, he wrote, it doesn't sound like you like me very much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I do like you. And clearly, I like him. But he's also, he's Chaz. Right. Well, clearly, it's ambiguous, actually, I would say. You're like, you know. Oh my! I think no. you have some men. No, like you have him. some. No, no, I like, I like him just fine. Don't uh, get me wrong. There's, He's there's a, nice a bit guy. of a. I think there's a bit of a bomb you need to put on this, this rash of a friendship right now. That bomb is the right word. Some. I think you just don't want to hear from him on Facebook about this. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "Hey, I thought we figured this out." Well, it's cool that he gave us some exclusive news. If that's true, starting a rumor. That is true. That is, yeah, dropping the bomb. With an MB. So, okay, that's got to be one of the most absurd things that's ever happened to Born Ruffians. When Chaz infiltrated your podcast with me, were you going to say something about a, a truly bizarre moment? Well, I'm trying to, I mean, I know eating Dove, eating Dove in uh, oh, yeah. Arizona was pretty weird. But the, all, a lot of our stories, though, are whoa, kind whoa, whoa, of those, whoa. What like, does that sort mean? of... Why did you end up eating a Dove? Uh, so we were in, like, a motel, and uh, it was Thanksgiving or Christmas yep, or Thanksgiving. one of those holidays. 
and a we drunk. were like 19 on tour, and a man had just come back from hunting dove. And dove. Yeah. We didn't know at the time. We were just he just like showed up with his like hunting gear, his guns in his truck, and his buddies. And a Tupperware. And he saw us like yeah loading our gear in. He was like, oh yeah, you guys play the blues? And we we're like, no. And and he just kind of like walked into our hotel room with us. We were like, oh, this is not okay at all. But then he started offering us meat from a Tupperware container. Right. And he was like, yeah, have one. I just He like went, hunted it, cooked it. And we were like, uh, and I don't know how, but we ate it. Of course we did. It was and wrapped in bacon. As I eat was, anything wrapped in bacon. Yeah. And as it was in our mouth, he was like, that's dove. And we were just like, oh. And then he was like, because what, it was his cock. It was his cock that was in our mouth. And he, his name was Dove. And he was, and we were like, what is this? And he was like, that's Dove. And we were like, oh, that's what happened. See, that would, that would be what would be a, constitute a crazy story for a band, right? We're just like, oh, some guy was like, blah, blah, blah. But I we must, don't have... I must it could be so much crazier because it could be like, then we got our instruments out. Dove was like, let's start a festival. 10,000 people came to the hotel. Then all of a sudden we're playing our blues hits to 10,000 people and we're all eating dove wrapped in bacon. That would be a crazy story. Our story doesn't go that crazy. No, it's good. I got to ask before we uh, wrap this up in bacon, what did the dove taste like? It was actually good. Tastes like chicken. It was it did and it was it was totally fine, but like it was still that feeling like him saying that's dove and we were just like, "Oh, mhm." Mm-hmm. Oh my god, like I, you know, I don't know, I just think of like turtle doves when he says that. And I think of Christmas and I just killed Christmas with my mouth. That is, that, that's a pretty absurd story. Alright, well I wish you the best. Was it the cock joke that made you want to wrap it up? So no, fast? no, I just was thinking I gotta You're gonna wrap. have to bleep that out. I'm really hot. No, I don't. I have to okay. bleep it out. No, it's fine. What do you mean bleep it out? What does I that even mean? What I just, bleep I it just out thought, mean? you know, I took it too far. No, he's been swearing like a sailor over okay. here. Okay, yeah. you know, but. Yeah. I just wanted to wish you the best of luck and say, you know, thanks for being on the show. And you guys are playing the Hillside Festival again. Yep. Uh, do you have any fond memories of this festival? I feel like, how many times have you done it? Is this the third or fourth time? This is our third time. Third time, yeah. We did uh, two. We did a back-to-back year, two years, and now we're back. That's right. I think we're on the main stage this time, which is we're pretty stoked about that. We've always wanted to be on that. Oh, that's great. And, main and stage. do you have any surprises in store for the Hillside audience? Like you. You got to really bring it to the hillside crowd? <laughs> Luke is motioning no, we will not bring it. Do you like the festival? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Luke, come on. <laughs> I, I really do. I, it's been oh, too I long. It. It's literally been at least five years now since we've been uh, as performers. So I think it's going to be a really fun time. I really love it. So good. I have so many good memories from Hillside, and uh, it's a really unique thing, if I might say. Like it's a unique yes. location, and you guys always do well there. And I think Guelph has a special spot for Born Ruffians. I hope so. I love Guelph. Okay, me too. good. I, you. Oh come on, not because of me. <laughs> if we could go to a song from Birthmarks right now, what, what could we play? Would you have a selection? No, I, I, Mitch. What do you think? Just so you know, I have the deluxe edition. I can play anything. Oh, okay. Then we on know. On CD or on digital? It's digital. Ah, uh, so you don't have O Cecilia, unless so, you give it to me right now. Yeah. So I the Japanese label that we sampled, we sampled a string part from a Japan anime movie for O Cecilia, this song. And uh, the one of the stipulations for using it was that they wouldn't allow us to sell it digitally. So we can't sell O Cecilia on iTunes, but we can only sell it on CD. 
Would you be able to play it if you downloaded um, it for free from our SoundCloud? Yeah, you can download it. Yeah, yeah, on I can, I can do it. Or you could just email me the file. Like that would be fine too. Yeah, or I can I can do the work too. Okay. I can do the downloading. Okay. Oh, I'm just saying because it is for free, right? It's we are giving it away. Okay. That so. or um, we have a song. It's a deep cut on Birthmarks. It's called Mitch has got a throat full of Dove's D. It's seven minutes it's long. Super deep cut. And it's just the sound of Mitch with a Dove's D in his in his mouth, and it's just. It's crazy. It's beautiful. But I think I that's mean, a good way for you to go out. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it a good way? And for, what does that even mean? It's why Steve left the band too. That's I why mean, I'm leaving the band. Yeah. All right, Born Ruffians. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Thank <Bye>. you. <laughs> About singing the songs about you bitches swing back, Mitch. I'm sick of that kid shit. Here we go, something new. Everybody's sick of my bad moods. Walk around mad moods. Why you look sad, dude? Me, I'm just killing my time till I get on the line with Celia. Song, sick of that, nothing new. Huh. Okay, shake it off, man. Back to the bus plan. Think of important views. Philippines, bad dreams, girls, screams, misery, exiteens, drag queens, teens, getting low to smithereens. Wait, I can't hesitate. Cause then I'll start slowly drifting back to Cecilia. Oh, I can't wait to feel ya. Ain't nothing like you read.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.